Good morning and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Sin and death. Sin and death. As we stated in previous broadcasts, we are entering into a series of sermons as the Lord leads by the Holy Spirit uh, concerning sin and death and how it has how sin has cast the uh, shadow, eternal shadow of darkness and death over the human race from the creation of mankind in the Garden of Eden. Not only so, but if you trace it all the way back to Satan in Isaiah chapter 14, uh, you see that sin entered in uh, to the universe by Satan when he said his first I will. He said, I will exalt myself as God above God. I will be as God. And he was cast out of heaven due to that rebellion and, and disobedience. Uh, author W. Pink said at, at one point, and I quote, The nature of Christ's salvation is woefully misrepresented by present-day evangelists. He announces a Savior who saves from hell rather than a Savior who saves from sin. And that is why many are fatally deceived, for there are multitudes of those who wish to escape hell and the eternal lake of fire who have no desire to be saved from their carnality and worldliness. Uh, man does not want to suffer eternally. Uh, they don't want to die and go to hell, but they do not want to take care and have that sin and sin nature that is in them uh, dealt with here through the cross of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist, his testimony of Christ there in John chapter 1, verse 29, he said, when he saw Jesus coming unto him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. You must have your sins dealt with to overcome that power in your life and the power of death which is in your life through sin and because of sin, which is because of your disobedience and rebellion against God, you must have that dealt with at the cross of Calvary, at Jesus Christ's cross, and be completely cleansed by his blood. But sin and death have cast a great shadow over the human race since creation. But I want to deal with sin and death today as far as definition. What is sin and what does it do? First of all, sin is defined in its widest sense as a word, deed, action, or desire in opposition of and that that is contrary to the eternal law of God. Or as Scripture says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, he says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth, also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Uh, and also it is defined as rebellion against God as he and his revealed will in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 2. He says, Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth. The Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The easiest way for us to remember and the most simplest definition that will help us to remember what sin is, is it is any act that goes against God's holiness and righteousness. Now, I want to give you a few scriptures here this morning to show you the effects of sin and how uh, it brings about death. Uh, 
Ezekiel chapter 18. There we'll be reading verses 3 and 4. Uh, and the Lord, this is the Lord God speaking through the prophet and to the prophet Ezekiel. But he says in verse 3, he says, As I live, saith the Lord God, ye shall not have occasion any more to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. But listen closely right here to the latter part of verse 4. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. They had used the proverb uh, there in Israel as they were in the throes of the Babylonian captivity, and Ezekiel was the prophet to Israel at that time. Uh, they had used this proverb, and, and they were blaming their fathers, uh, forefathers for their uh, affliction and bondage that they were in. But God is telling, and, and we do that. You know, we want to blame shift. We want to say, yeah, well, the devil made me do it. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, my friend, God says right here that the, you have a choice. You have a choice, and he holds the individual soul accountable. The soul, singular, that sinneth, it shall die. There is no escaping that. Who said this to us? The Lord God. Adonai, Lord of lords, Lord of all humanity, God, Jehovah, Elohim, the one true God who created all things. And if, you know, but he says right here, and I want to point this out, the soul that sinneth it shall die. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56, he says, the sting of death is sin. Very clear. The Word of God tells us right here, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Uh, the... Word of God tells us in Romans 6.23, the first part, says, For the wages of sin is death. Not only so, but James tells us in his epistle, in James chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, he says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, listen closely, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. The natural man is born in sin. Therefore, we are under a death penalty. Every breath that we take each and every day, we draw one step closer to physical death. But not only so, but if you refuse Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died on Calvary's cross and paid our sin debt in full there, and our sins were just in him on the cross, if you refuse him, you will die a second death, and that is the eternal separation from a holy and righteous God in eternity in hell in the lake of fire. Sin and death has ruled over the human race since Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, and we will get into that in upcoming messages. But I want to look at why sin, as it is defined, brings death. 
You know, sin in its definition alone says that it separates us from God. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 26, he says, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given the Son to have life in himself. God is the creator and giver of life. Uh, you know, when he created Adam from the dust of the earth, he breathed life into him there in uh, um Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, he said, and he became a living soul. When, when God breathed life into Adam, he was spiritually alive. He was in fellowship with God, and he had perfect peace with God. But as we will find when he disobeyed God, willfully disobeyed God and rebelled against God there in Genesis chapter 3, we see that he was separated from God at that point. There was a sense of loss because he and Eve hid themselves from God because they knew they were naked. Their eyes were open. The light went out. The spiritual life, they died at that point spiritually, and they brought physical death, the penalty of physical death, into the human race and also the spiritual death as well. Why? Because it separated us from God. God is the creator and giver of life, and to be separate from him means to be experiencing death. As we said there in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. The apostle Paul again in 1 Corinthians 15, 56, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of death is the law. My friends, to be separate from God is to be dead. He is a life giver. He is a life creator. Jesus Christ came as the life and the light to men. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness received him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him gave he the power to become the sons of God. Jesus has come to bring and and has brought a death blow to sin and death. He has cast his light upon that long shadow, that great shadow that has shine, that has overshadowed the human race since creation, since Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. But Jesus Christ has shined light into that darkness, and he has brought life into that uh, valley of the shadow of death because of sin, because he broke the power of sin and he broke the power of death and he shined light into the darkness when he died on Calvary's cross and he was resurrected. He paid our sin debt in full and it is only through him that the natural man can be brought back into a right relationship with God. And we will cover that. That's called reconciliation. We, there is a vast a uh, chasm between us and God because of sin. And the only way that we can be reconciled and come back to peace with God is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, I bet this verse was uh, put on my heart this morning by the Holy Spirit, and I want to read it right quick. And this is Paul giving the, uh, the blessings of being justified. And when we're justified through Christ, that means God looks at his blood and his sacrifice and the payment he made for us there on the cross. And he looks at us when we accept him by faith and accept the free gift of God's grace. He 
justifies us. That means he declares us righteous. He imputes righteousness to us, the righteousness of Christ. So therefore, Paul says right here, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Jesus Christ has come to save us, yes, from hell, but he has come to save us from our sins and bring us into a right relationship with God. My friend, sin hardens us. An ongoing sin is a series of decisions, each choosing against God's authority in our lives by substituting our own authority. When we continue in sin and we continually reject his son, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. When we continue in sin, we are saying to God, I do not care, God, that you're telling me in your word that I will die in my sins, that sin brings me to death. We will spend countless amounts of money to stay alive physically as we fight pestilence and disease, but we are not willing to give up sin to accept the free gift, the free gift of God's grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, Jesus said in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. John, again, in his testimony of Christ, when he saw him come at John the Baptist in John chapter 1, when he saw him, Jesus coming to him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Uh, Paul writes in 1 Timothy 1.15, and I'll close with this, This is a faithful saying and, and worth all, worthy of all acceptation that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. Of whom I am chief. My friend, if you're lost and you're undone without Christ today, sin and death reign in your life. There is no way around it. You have been taught from the word of God that sin is death. They go hand in hand, and that shadow is overshadowing you right now. You're in the valley of the shadow of death, but you can come to the light of God, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. I pray that someone out there would accept Christ today through the preaching of his word. I pray that the Lord would give us souls for our labor. Thank you for listening today. I'm sorry I went a little long, but I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God. God bless.